We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and this is the show where we normally go over a little bit about yesterday's slate. I mean, we got a rain out, right? The Nationals, Scherzer. Then they, uh, what was Scherzer? Let me let me check. I know in the middle of the intro. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna do do much reviewing yesterday's show. Which was Scherzer was 0.47% owned on DraftKings. Okay, so pe- people are getting aware that game was uh, postponed like a half an hour before lock. So hopefully you, you didn't get caught up in that. Uh, but normally we 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 go over yesterday's slate. We talk a little bit about today's slate. But I promised people. I promised some people. Maybe it was a minority. Maybe maybe it's a minority. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, the the Euros. The big soccer tournament in Europe every four years. It's like the World Cup, but not for the whole world. It's just for Europe. Is uh, starting today uh, with the the opening game. Is opening game is a showdown contest on on DraftKings uh, Turkey Italy, but then tomorrow starts the basically it's a month of soccer. It's like three games every day for like twenty eight days, uh, and DraftKings has big big contests. I think there's a hundred thousand a first tomorrow. Uh, Hopefully they keep it up like that. I mean, probably get 50 Ks to first or, you know, big GPPs, obviously cash games as well. And, uh, and I wanted to, wanted to go through a little crash course 
on how to play DFS soccer, how to, how to utilize uh, uh, the projections that we have here at Roto Grinders. If you're a premium member, so click on the link in the description. Devin has it in the chat. Get $10 off your first month. You get a combo premium. You get all the sports. So you get you get the soccer stuff also. Uh and and soccer is one of the one of the few one of the few sports. I know I'm 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 someone that's like big into projections where the projections don't matter as as much as you think. Or you need to really understand what you're looking at. Uh let's see. Uh, so if you're in the YouTube chat and you have any questions on, on DFS soccer for DraftKings, FanDuel, it's a different scoring system, different pricing, different everything. It's smaller contests. I don't care about FanDuel. I don't mind saying that. We, we play DraftKings DFS soccer. Uh, feel free to post in the YouTube chat. Hit that thumbs up button, right? Keep my apple juice cold. I got I got it pretty cold today, right? Pretty good. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when you go live. Kai Roach says, I irresponsibly won $220 worth of Euros tickets. It's about not knowing how to play soccer. Well, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to do it. So, okay. That's what we're going to spend our time today. Who cares about yesterday, right? Yesterday, you needed what? The Red Sox or something, right? You need Trevor Rogers, Montes, then the Red Sox, and then... Then the twins just uh, okay th- right at the end right Donaldson Cruz like he got they got all their points so there there's the review of yesterday very very quick quick review of yesterday okay so DraftKings soccer a lot of people don't, don't realize many people don't realize they know me from this show they know me from Roto Grinders they know me for the vomit stacks and NFL and MLB and NBA play wherever you want but uh, I've started playing DFS through soccer. Soccer, soccer is my main sport. If, if I had to choose, if I had to bet my life on a, on, a, on a DFS, it would be in soccer. That's what I started with uh, almost almost six years ago. And I played soccer pretty much exclusively for the first two years of playing DFS. That's how I learned. So uh, primarily a cash game player, yet I do I do play uh, GPPs, more the smaller the smaller field GPPs, but I'll throw some entries in the large field stuff. Uh, the, the, the contests aren't that large, okay? So even even the, even the contests like uh, coming up tomorrow, like I think it's like 7,000 entries. So you're not, I don't think you're not dealing with 50,000 entries, 80,000 entries, but these slates are pretty small. Okay, so they're like, they're three game slates. So most likely you're gonna, in order to win the large field, you're gonna need close to the nuts in order, in order to win it. But in soccer, in DFS soccer, score. I mean, think of soccer in general. Scoring is typically minimal, right? We have get we have we have three games uh, tomorrow. One of the games has an under two total, and the other two are barely over two. So, on average, there may only be five or six goals scored tomorrow amongst three separate games. So, if you could find like four or five of those goals, and remember, goals could also be scored by substitutes, which most likely will not be rostered. So even then, you may not even need that goal. So, and there are own goals also, right? And no one gets credit for that. So uh, for GPPs, you're focusing more on goal assists and correlation. And for cash games, you're dealing primarily, like almost, you have to kind of almost think of if goals and assists don't matter, who could rack up the most amount of peripheral points? So we're talking about crosses, we're talking about shots, fouls drawn, tackles won, Things like that. Clean sheets for defenders. If they, they keep a shutout, right? Clean sheets uh, 
or three-point bonus for defenders and five-point bonus for goalkeepers. So you're looking for that. So that's why these projections, like we look at our soccer projections, like it's very heavily variant. These are very, depending on the player, the standard deviations of the players can be vastly different, even though the projection may look look okay. Like if I sort by projection, uh, Christian Eriksen, this is for tomorrow's slate from Denmark, 17.78. Romelu Lukaku is 15.72. Now, the standard deviation between these two players is, is, is vastly different. Christian Eriksen is a, a central attacking midfielder that takes, that is pretty much the primary playmaker for Denmark, like the best player on Denmark, and he takes all of their set pieces. Set pieces means when the team gets a corner, the team gets fouled, that free kick. And typically that free kick is going to be a cross, a shot. It's, it's going to lead to something. You're going to get peripheral points from it. You're going to get 0.7 for a cross. You're going to get uh, one point for uh, a shot. You're going to get one point for a, a, a chance created or shot assisted. That's what DraftKings calls it. So whoever's on set pieces and the more of them they get, that's those are, those are the guys that provide the floor. Those are the floor guys. Those are typically the best cash plays. Right. That doesn't mean they're not GPP plays. Soccer's also in DFS. Like you could win a GPP with a quote cash type lineup. You can. Okay. Now, do you want to play like all the chalk? Probably not in a large field GPP, but you could play a practically a cash lineup and still win a GPP as long as like one of your pieces is like, okay, that's fine. And he's only 6% owned versus, you know, 36% owned and you get there. So, you know, any, anyone that's a cash play doesn't mean you just throw them out, right? Because they have the highest floors. Like Christian Eriksen to, on tomorrow's slate is going to be the highest owned player. They, they, they made the pricing a little bit soft. Probably he should be 10K on this slate and he's 8,200. Uh, but his for him to get 17 points as a median, he doesn't even have to score a goal or an assist. Like he could get 17 points with Denmark scoring nothing because he'll have 12 crosses, four shots, five chances created, you know, the, no assists, no goals. He could, he could get to 17. Romelu Lukaku, who's the center forward for Belgium, all he pretty much does is he doesn't touch the ball much, and when he touches the ball, he's shooting, he's shooting on goal. He may only get four or five of those chances. He may. I mean, it depends on how, how Belgium is playing. Uh, but, like, if he doesn't get a goal, like, he's sitting there with, like, five points, Right. It's it's very it's it's very rare for him to get to fifteen point seven two in that range without him without scoring a goal, okay? So he's he's what we call goal dependent. So goal dependent forwards are typically more geared towards GPPs than for for cash games. Uh, although if they have high enough anytime goal scoring odds, you may on some slates that you, you have to play two forwards in your lineup on DraftKings: two forwards, two midfielders, two defenders, a goalkeeper, and a utility. Typically, the forward spots are the hardest ones to fill with guys that, like, get peripheral points. So a lot of times, maybe, maybe you are playing someone like Lukaku in, in cash because it's better than playing, like, some underdog that barely is going to have the ball, okay? So understand in soccer, okay, we'll go, we'll go to the, the betting lines. I'll go to FanDuel Sportsbook. Soccer is not like, uh, is not like, most American sports. 
like basketball. Like if a team is favored very heavily in basketball, I mean, they could blow them out, but each team gets like the same amount of possessions in NFL football, the chiefs versus the jets. Well, jets are still going to see the ball. They have to based on the mechanics of the game, the chiefs score, then the jets get the ball back. Now the jets may get the ball back and go three and out, but at least they're going to get the ball back, right? It's back and forth in baseball. Every team's going to, you know, you're going to get 20, 27, 24 to 27 outs, right? Three outs and the other team bats. Soccer's not like that. The, typically, the more uh, favored team is going to possess the ball more. It depends on their style of play. I mean, th- th- there are some nuances in that. But if we take a look at like this Turkey-Italy game uh, today, like Italy's a minus 230 favorite. Like it's most likely Italy's going to have the ball 65 to 68% of the time. And obviously, when you have the ball and you're pushing down the field, you're more likely to get uh, crosses and earn earn corner kicks and draw fouls and get offensive statistics, which is what most of the DFS scoring is. So when you take a look at the odds of the games, even if you don't know these national teams, you can take a look here. Switzerland's a plus 115 favorite against Wales. So this is like a pick em game. Denmark is a significant minus 240 favorite over Finland. Belgium is a minus 140 favorite over Russia. Belgium would normally be uh, more favored, but uh, they have uh, two players that, two, two of their best players are, aren't going to be playing. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is out and Eden Hazard most likely is out. So this line most likely, if they were both in, this line would be like minus 350. So that's the only reason why Belgium is, is, has come down to, to minus 140. But you still have to assume that Belgium is going to be like in typical soccer. Belgium is going to be on the front foot and Russia and Russia is going to play defensively and try to counter them. Okay. So these countering teams aren't going to be bomb. Most likely not going to be bombing their fullbacks forward and getting tons of crosses. They're going to be holding back. Same for Denmark and Finland, right? Most likely it's going to be Denmark controlling the ball 70% of the time and Finland holding on and looking for counters. Right. Well, Switzerland, that's just going to be a boring game. Both, both teams play defensively. Uh, but this would be more back and forth, probably, 50-50. So that's how you look at, look at the odds and how it relates to, like, DFS scoring. So if you, between these three teams, you're, look, you're pr- going to primarily look at players from Denmark, from Belgium. You don't mind Wales and Switzerland, but there may not be many goals there. And then the, the Russia... Eh, like Russia and Finland are going to be the lowest owned teams as far as their players. They, the only players that may be uh, owned decently from those teams would either be their prime, their, whoever their primary set piece taker is, or maybe some uh, fullback or something, if there's a cheap fullback. But most likely, you know, you're not going to see Russia, three-man Russia stacks or three-man Finland stacks. That's contrarian. You could do that in GPP. But there's a reason for it because they're going to be they're not less likely to have the ball. Okay. So if we go to what the teams look like, now I'm trying to do this so you could understand how D, how soccer is played for DFS purposes. So we're using tomorrow's slate, the three game slate, as as a as an example. Formations matter. You should. You could get. You could go to who scored. You could go to sofa score, like uh, and and see what like lineups come out an hour before kickoff. What makes the what makes this tough 
is that Wales, Switzerland is on at 9 a.m. Eastern. Denmark, Finland's at 12 a.m. Eastern. And Belgium, Russia's, Russia's on at 3 p.m. Eastern. They're three hours apart, which means most, most likely you're, not, you're gonna get an hour before that the first game is gonna be over and, t- and then you're gonna get the next game's lineup, right? So making lineups and just like setting and forgetting, you can't do in soccer when it comes like this. You're not gonna, you, you, the starting 11s are not released until an hour before kickoff. Now you could assume these are national teams. They're looking to win the Euros. Uh, the best players are gonna play, right? They may, you may have some rotation on, you know, forwards or wing backs or something like that. But most likely you could, pre- you could predict most likely, unless there's like some injury concern, like Denmark, you don't have to worry that Erickson, Christian Eriksson's playing, right? He's, he's playing. You don't have to, oh, what happens if he does? No, he's playing, right? Uh, we take a look at like Wales, Switzerland. We'll get those lineups first. Like, yeah, Gareth Bale is playing, right? I mean, like, like <laughs> Shakiri and Richard, Ricardo Rodriguez are playing, right? Belgium. Like Lukaku, Mertens, yeah, the Carrasco, you know, they're in. Like you don't have to worry, you don't necessarily have to worry about it. Typically it's like a defensive midfielder or, you know, they switch formations or something. Like that's the only thing. So formations matter because in DFS, most likely the peripheral points come from the wings. Typically central players, defensive central players for drafting scoring are not, typically they're cheaper. Uh, they've left less of a chance to uh, create chances or uh, crosses because obviously they can't cross from the middle of the field. They can get some tackles one, but that doesn't amount to much. And the same thing for central defenders. Central defenders, the value of central defenders, they don't really do much other than, you know, maybe some tackles. Uh, they, they're eligible for the clean sheet if the, the team, you know, they don't give up any goals. But these central defenders are typically the tallest players on the, on the team. And on set pieces, on corner kicks, they come up. So, for instance, like Christian Eriksen will be taking corner kicks for Denmark. And Cher, Char, I, I can never pronounce his name. And Christensen will be coming up and trying to get on the end of, you know, a header or something like that. Center back goals are fairly rare. Right. These guys are like if they played a 38 game season, like each of these guys would have like maybe three goals each. Right. Sounds like maybe six total. So it doesn't happen that often, but they're very cheap. So if you in in GPPs, especially large field ones, pairing a set piece taker with a center back from their team. And then you obviously pair it with the goalkeeper because obviously his ceiling is a goal as well as keeping a clean sheet. So one of the more popular stacks in in soccer is set piece taker plus center back plus goalkeeper and even plus forward right you play four man of that team so for Denmark that would be something like Schmeichel plus one of these two plus Erickson plus Dolberg or Erickson plus Paulson Erickson plus Brathwaite right Delaney and and and, and Hoberg Hoiberg not as valuable they could show up with a goal at, at, at a deep sure they could have an assist they're going to be lower owned because they, they don't do as much, but that's based on the formation. Typically fullbacks go forward. Fullbacks are more valuable than center backs because fullbacks tep- typically join in, in the attack. But now look at Finland. Finland's the underdog. So you have Urinen and Alho here in the projected 11. While yes, they will join in the attack. Obviously Finland isn't going to have the ball as much. 
So they're going to be playing defense more likely than the fullbacks for Denmark. So like, this is how you could just look. You can look at Sunday's slate because I'm not going to be here to explain the exact teams and go, okay, who's favored? Who's underdog? What does their lineup look like? What does their formation look like? Like Belgium plays with a four-man midfield. So Mounier and Carrasco are kind of used as wingbacks, right? So like Vertonghen, Alderweireld, and Denier, these are the center backs. They typically play through the center, so they're not as much of a crossing team. But you take a look at Russia, same thing. They're playing with wingbacks. Then you take a look at Wales. They're playing 3-4-3, similar. They, uh, Switzerland's playing 3-4-1-2. We got a lot of like, yeah, we don't, we don't have really 4-4-2 teams on this first slate. But typically these central mid these central midfielders are ones that they could show up with something, but typically they're not they're not that beneficial for uh, peripheral stats, and they typically stay deep defensively. They may take some shots, like they may you know run into the box, take a shot from you know twenty eight yards out or something, and sometimes they go in. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, uh, but less less likely. That's what that's and that's where they're cheaper. But obviously, if, if one of them is a set-piece taker, then you don't care. So if we take a look at our projections, these tags are worthwhile. We have uh, Fear My Turtle and uh, and PSU fans who are two of the best soccer players in the DraftKings lobby. I have them blocked in, in, in cash games. They'll tell you who it is. Like we, I could just click on set-pieces, and these are, these are the guys. So for, for tomorrow's slate, uh, Belgium is going to be primarily Carrasco or Mertens taking set pieces, depending on the side. Uh, Christian Eriksen is going to be a set piece monopoly. He'll take every one for Denmark. Uh, Robin Lode most likely will take set pieces for uh, Finland. Golovin for Russia. But understand that, you know, they may not have as much of the ball. They may not get as many set piece opportunities because they won't have as much possession. Uh, Switzerland, it's either Shakiri or Ricardo Rodriguez. One benefit of Rodriguez is that he's defender eligible and he also takes their penalties. Uh, and then on Wales, most likely if Daniel James is in the 11, he should take most, if not all of them. Harry Wilson, they may have playing as a false, what's called a false nine. And I'm not even sure, you know, he he could take, he could poach some, some free kicks every once in a while. Uh, I mean, Bale will take some uh, direct free kicks. So that, these, are the, these are the people like in cash games that you're looking to build around. So like for a cash game lineup to get as high a floor as possible, like I'm looking at doing something like this, like, okay, Rodriguez, I got Erickson. I got to fill a forward spot, right? Because it's very hard to fill forward spots with guys with floors. So I'm going to put Dries Mertens in there. Okay, so we got that. Maybe Daniel James, he's 5,500. That's pretty cheap. Wales are not, not a big under there. That's a pick em game. So I got this in here, right? I would start something like this and then look for like defenders that play wide, right? Good point per dollar value. Like Fabian Schar is cheap, but I mean, he's really a center back. I mean, if you need him, you could use him, but like Mbabu on Switzerland, you could use him. He's a good play or whoever starts for Wales. Because right here we have Roberts and Norrington Davis, but this may actually be Nico Williams and Roberts, depending on who starts. They're like in the 4,000 range. 
but I would start like this. Maybe play Mounier because he's a wide wing back. This is for like, this is for cash games. So maybe play Babu. Forward position. Forward position is awful. I mean, just like from a floor perspective. A lot of people that could possibly score a goal, but if I take a look here, like Bale, 8,000, do you really want to do that for Wales? Denver, uh, Denver. Uh, Denmark is the biggest favorite, so maybe you play like Poulsen or something. 6,100, that's doable, right? There you go. Maybe play Load on Finland because he takes set pieces for Finland. I mean, he's the biggest underdog. Then he got, what, 5,600 left for goalkeeper, which is the least important position. There's so much variance in goalkeeper because versus saves versus the win in the clean sheet. Do we have a $5,600 goalkeeper? Yeah, Belgium's goalkeeper. So there you go. Truthfully, this this could easily just this could easily be my cash game lineup tomorrow, like literally. That's how you build cash game lineup with as high of a floor as possible. And if you and if you go by if you go by like like fantasy points wise, like guys like Lukaku, like that they'll be high owned because obviously he's the center forward of the team that has the the highest. Uh, implied goal total. But if he could easily bomb. Bomb meaning that he just doesn't score. Like Belgium could, Belgium could score two goals. And if none of them go through Lukaku, then, you know, if, if he's 40% owned tomorrow, well, you kill those lineups. So if Lukaku doesn't score, who does? You try to get those guys. If Thorgan Hazard starts for his brother, you could play him. So basically, you're looking at the chalk construction, and then for GPPs trying to go, well, how could I, how could I correlate and be different from this? So, like, if you're going to play Rodriguez and Mbabu, like you could do this, something like this. You're playing two Swiss defenders. Their ceilings are tied to obviously like clean sheet plus assists, right? They're playing wide. They're going to get to assist to a center forward. Okay, so we take a look at Switzerland's line, Switzerland's Switzerland's lineup. So if Seferov, Seferovic and Gavranovic, uh, Seferovic is more of a more of a, a classic uh, number nine. So if you're going to get on the end of a cross, it's probably going to be him. So now you go here and you go. Okay, so let's let's put in the goalkeeper, Summer, because these now all three players are correlated, right? If Switzerland wins one nothing, right? Summer gets the win and the clean sheet, ten points. Babu and Rodriguez both get three points, on top of whatever peripherals and everything that they have. Okay. So now we're going to put Seferovic up top. He's ninety two hundred. Jeez, horrible value, by the way. Horrible. That's why it's a GPP play, right? You put him up there, ninety two hundred. For Safarovich, I don't think it'll be low, low owned, but it'll probably be sub 10% owned tomorrow. So there you go. So you have what you want is a cross from Rodriguez or Mbabu to Safarovich for the goal, right? So there you go. So that would be a stack, these four players. Now Christian Erickson is like, oh, it's Christian Erickson. He's going to be 70% owned. Maybe I should fade him. 
Do you have to? If you're playing Safarovich, I don't think you have to. Erickson's going to, Erickson may be the highest scorer on the slate without even scoring a goal. So like, I, it's one of those things where, is there a purpose in fading? I guess you could fade in some lineups, but I don't know. I wouldn't. Not at 8,200 playing for Denmark. So you look at this and you go, okay, well, I also, well, now I got Denmark. Erickson, who could score on Denmark? Who would Erickson's assist go to? Brathwaite, Polson, Dolberg, if Dolberg starts. So you go, okay, do you play Erickson and Polson? Like we have what, 54, 67 left. How much is Dolberg? He's probably a little too expensive. 7,100 ain't bad if he starts, right? We don't even know if he's going to start. Brathwaite, he's 7,200. So we put Brathwaite there. So you're hoping an Erickson to Brathwaite goal. And if Denmark wins 1-0 or whatever, or 2-0, maybe you have a Danish defender in the utility. Okay. So let's look at the Danish defense. It doesn't matter even doesn't even matter who. Who's gonna we could play uh set piece goal? Well, share is four thousand. Oh Voss is a little yeah, these these are expensive. Daniel Voss, the utility. You have thirty six hundred left. You could do that. Then you find a midfielder, you find some punt midfielder at thirty six hundred and you're good. So that's what a double stacked soccer lineup would look like right? You're looking for to bet on two different things and then fill out the rest. But let's say you didn't even want to play Denmark. You just played Ericsson on Denmark. And let's say you go to Belgium. That was the other favorite. But let's say instead of playing Mertens and instead of playing Lukaku is, let's see, is Hazard forward also forward eligible? No, he's not forward eligible. That's what makes this tough. Right, Belgium, you're going to have to play Lukaku then, right? You play Lukaku, you're a little too chalky now. But if you see how you, how you build lineups in soccer, this is for GPP. In cash games, you're just looking for the, the biggest value. You don't even mind, you don't even mind playing goalkeepers against your players. It doesn't even matter at that point. But let's say you didn't play Switzerland. Let's say, okay, so we're not playing Switzerland. We're still playing Ericsson. Let's say you want to get you get wacky and play some Ru- a Russia stack against Belgium. Okay, this is freaky. Okay, so what Zuba? He's old as hell. Zuzu Arten Zuzubi seventy three hundred. Yeah, horrible value. I I don't know. I don't know how well Russia's going to do. So you do something like Golovin, who's also way too expensive. You shouldn't be seven thousand. You're trying to get this combination. Golovin to Dezuba. Maybe play where where we go. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Karyov, one of those guys. Karavayev. Korea, okay, Karavayev. Do we think that Russia just blanks Belgium? Maybe, maybe. Okay, we pair up the Russian goalkeeper. Is it Ruslan? Where is he? Oh, Shunin. Okay. So this would be a Russia stack. Now, this is not going to be very owned. So basically, goalkeeper, defender, set piece taker, forward. You still got Ericsson in there for your floor points. 
But now that now that you have this, it's like now you know I don't care about you know I could play Polson, I could play, I could play Danish guys. So let's say I play Danish guys. I'm gonna play Polson, Polson or Voss to fit in that defender spot. Daniel Voss. Okay, now I have 7,500 left. Well, okay. Here's the question. You have 7,500 left. That is Carrasco. If I could actually Carrasco. He's not on Denmark. He's on Belgium. Now, if I play Carrasco here for 7,500, he fits in perfectly. That would be fine. If he gets like 10 peripheral points and doesn't score a goal or anything like that, that's fine. But understand his ceiling is going to be tied negatively to the Russian players, right? If you're going to play the Russian goalkeeper and the, and the Russian defender, you don't want any goals from Benjamin, Belgium whatsoever. So to play Carrasco there, even though he projects the best out of anyone that's 7,500 or below, like he doesn't correlate well ceiling-wise with your lineup. So I'm more likely to play someone else. Is Jonas Wynn going to start for, or is it going to be Dolberg? I don't know. We already have Zuba in. So maybe you play Brathwaite as well. You do something like this. So you have Paulson, Eriksson, Brathwaite. So basically you have the Danish, basically the Danish attack with the Russian attack. And, well, you can't even do this. You have to play three teams. So you can't even play Brathwaite. You have to play someone else. Bale, Bale isn't, Bale isn't that cheap. Play Pookie. You take out Paulson, put in Brathwaite instead. Let's see what we could get. 6,400. Who's a good player for 6,400? That's going to start. Harry Wilson. Okay, you could take Harry Wilson. What's wrong with that? 6,300? That's not negatively correlated with anyone. So there you go. So that's a GPP lineup. Because you have to play three teams. You can't just play two teams. So you have a Russian stack. You have a, a, a Denmark combination stack, defender, set-piece taker, forward, and then Harry Wilson. Just, you know, false nine or whoever, frontline player for the Wales. You have no negative correlation in your lineup. That would be a GPP lineup. Would you play this in cash? Absolutely not. You're trying, remember, in GPP, you're trying to increase the variance of your lineup. You're trying to gain leverage, increase your variance. Now, on a three-game slate, I mean, there's going to be players that are going to be owned. Owned, owned. I mean, like, heavily owned. Like, Erickson, Mertens, and Rodriguez, which, fancily enough, are feel my turtles' core plays, uh, are going to be the highest-owned players on the slate. I think Erickson on the, in the large field is going to be 70% owned. Mertens will be probably 50-ish. And Rodriguez will probably be in that range also. 50 to 55%. I can't see Erickson being lower than, at 8,200, lower than 70%. But weird things happen in soccer. Weird people score goals. It happens. You can't, you can't necessarily predict it. You could look at this Wales-Switzerland game. Oh, it's going to be a low-scoring game. This could be a three-to-two game, right? Denmark-Finland could be one-nothing and Finland wins, right? 
or you take a look at Denmark and you go, okay, I'm going to play Erickson. I'm going to play, I'm going to play Paulson and Brathwaite and Thomas Delaney scores a goal. He'll score one goal every 30 games, but whatever it could be. This could be the game. Takes a shot from 28 yards out or something or Hoiberg or something on a deflection or who knows. Voss comes in, you know, enters the box from deep and whatever. And there's a cross and it's over to, and someone else scored. I mean, substitute score, right? Guys that you didn't even play in your lineup. They come in at the 75th minute and score and no one has them. So although I say like, okay, we, we don't have to worry about defensive midfielders or anything. It's like, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of like the eighth hitter in, in the, you know, Ronald Torres for the, the, the Phillies hitting a home run, right? The ninth, the, the Billy Hamilton goes nuts batting ninth for the White Sox. It happens. It just doesn't happen that often. That's why they're lower owned. Okay. I don't know if people have questions about soccer. I don't know if people are interested at all. People will watch this later. I'm trying to get people interested in DFS soccer. But for the most part, you, you, could, you could use our projections as a guide. Just understand that if you're playing cash games, these medians, you really have to understand the difference, the standard deviation differences between the players. Because if like if you play like, because I don't think you play Lukaku in cash tomorrow. You don't. I don't think sharp players will have Lukaku in cash tomorrow. People may, but I don't. I don't think you should. But people will be focused on, on like Gareth Bale, right? People play name value for Wales, right? Or they'll play Gav- Gavrinovich. It's, it, it, how, how much is he? These these Swiss forwards are Gavrinovich. 9,100, wow. Don't pay that price for the... How would the why are they more expensive than Christian Eriksson? The Swiss forwards are, are 1,000 more than Eriksson. Eriksson should be 11,000 this late then. So like you'll, you'll see, you'll see more ownership on these types of guys. That's why it's better. Get your peripheral points. That's why like jamming in Erickson is fine with me. As long as I'm able to find, find goals elsewhere. And remember, Erickson also could score. Erickson is plus 125 anytime goal scoring odds. Okay. Lukaku is number one with minus 115. You can take a look on FanDuel Sportsbook and, and you could, you could see that. So if I go to Wales, if I go to where? Belgium, Russia. I got, I got I'm more wagers. I could go here. Goal scorer props. And you're looking at any time goal scorer. You can see here, minus 115. And they always list like Benteke, Batshuayi. These are like the backup. These are other forwards. They, they only list them like this because sometimes, you know, maybe Lukaku doesn't start and some other, another forward starts instead. They don't want to get burned by like late news. Like, because Christian Benteke, as a substitute, is not plus 150 to score. It's like plus 600 to score. Because he may not even come in the game. But they do this to, you know, protect themselves. Because an hour before the game, the lineup come out. Oh, Benteke starting over Lukaku. And then you'd be pounding plus 600 like there's no tomorrow. You could take, we could see here at the goal scoring odds. So Lukaku is the highest at minus 115 in this game. If we take a look the Danish game. 
Christian Erickson, anytime goal scorer. Yeah, he's plus 125. Not, not all that much different. Remember, and Christian Erickson also takes all of their set pieces and does all, basically, he's their primary playmaker. So not only, he's the, he has the highest goal scoring odds on his own team. More than Goldberg, uh, Dolberg or Brathwaite or Paulson, depending on who starts. Jonas Wind, Wind, whoever starts. Because someone like Jonas Wind, 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 Jonas Wind, is more likely to like if he starts, it's like he's either going to get two points or like fourteen points. It's rare, rare it's going to he's going to get eight. He may touch the ball six times. <laughs> in, in in 65 minutes, right? Because he may even come off. Christian Erickson could score, have two goals, an assist, 14 crosses, seven shots. I mean, like, he could, he could be sitting there. It's like, oh, he's the highest owned player and he's a cash game. Oh, I can't play cash game. Cash play in GPP, dude, this, Erickson could put up 25 points, 30 points. He could be the highest scoring player on the slate at 70% on. Does that mean that you, you can't fade him? No, you can't, but it's a three-game slate. I'm more likely to fade him on a larger slate when there are more options. Maybe you find goals elsewhere, but it's quite possible that Erickson, without a goal or an assist, puts up the equivalent of scoring two goals, which is 24 points. It's possible. So you need to, okay, if you're not going to play Erickson, you have to find those two goals just to break even. Who are you going to play that's going to score two goals? It, 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 it's soccer. You're not. You're not. You're not going to find people like that. You're going to have to get lucky. Jesse Atfield asks if the opening GPP has a ton of overlay, is it even worth getting super contrarian? I mean, you're trying to win first, right? I mean, if your goal is to min cash, no, play a cash lineup and train it in. Just play a cash train and whatever. That's what you want to do. Do you have to get super contrarian? No, you don't have to get super contrarian. I would just, I would just recommend that you don't get negatively correlated as much. They're going to be guys. They're going to be guys on a three-game slate that are going to be three percent owned, one percent owned, five percent owned. You don't have to get nuts. Sometimes the uh, the roster construction, you're you're playing. Yeah, uh, you could some uh, toy vo or whatever twenty six hundred, right? One percent owned guy in the defender, and he only scores four points. But because you saved in that spot, you were able to get like four guys that you couldn't fit in together, right? So sometimes, like just punting with anyone could be fine in GPP. But typically, you, you don't you don't want to get negatively correlated. You don't want to play goal scorers and the and and goalkeepers and defenders against them like ricardo like the, the only defenders that i would play against like a whale stack would be like a, someone like ricardo rodriguez someone that could, could could score 12 to 15 points without even scoring a goal so i don't mind his clean sheet points being wiped out if i have ricardo rodriguez on one side and i play like bale and james and do something like that even the goalkeeper even play you know ward as a goalkeeper i could still play Ricardo Rodriguez, only because his floor is so high that he doesn't even need a goal and assist to be one of the highest scoring defenders. But that would be that would be an exception. 
Other than that, you're typically not going to play defenders and goalkeepers against goal scorers from the opposite side of the team for large field GPPs. Jesse Atfield, how do you determine viable captains and showdowns? I usually play my showdown strategy for one nothing games with goalkeeper as captain. Yeah, that you're playing for low scoring. You're playing for low scoring games then. Anyone's viable captain. Remember, remember what I always say about DFS: lineups, not players. Okay, lineups, not players. So it's not just anyone's a viable captain. It depends on what type of lineup that you're building. The most popular captains will be the set piece takers. And the and the the center forwards and whoever has the highest goal scoring odds. That's gonna be the most popular. A lot of times, how many builds can you make with that combination for the size of the contest? If it's a big contest, you may get too much duplication. Too many lineups are gonna look like that, depending on the prices. But still in showdown, I'm more likely to I'm more likely to correlate. If I st- if I played two defenders from one team. I'm playing the goalkeeper of that team. I want the if it's going to be clean sheet bonuses, then the goalkeeper is going to come in with the win in the clean sheet. I'm going to get I'm going to put a forward in because who's going to score that goal in a one nothing game? And you have to play one guy from the other team, so you're playing a five one. Typically, one nothing games are five ones. One nothing game, anything where it's x zero is typically a five one. You think both teams are going to score? Then you're playing no goalkeepers. And you're playing four twos and three threes. The five one is typically for one nothing, one nothing type games. And if you're playing two defenders, you're playing them with a goalkeeper. If you're playing no, if you're playing a goalkeeper and no defenders, I don't. That's that you're not you're not maximizing your correlation. But it's showdown. The number one thing that you're looking to do is not be duplicated. Remember, you have 22 people to choose from, and you have substitutes, which who knows? Every once in a while, that that works out. I don't do it. Remember in a Champions League final, I think two or three years ago, Gareth Bale came off the bench for Real Madrid and scored two goals. He was in the winning showdown lineup. He was like 3% owned. But this is DFS soccer. And it's a fun sweat. Watch the games on ESPN. Check out the starting 11s. They come out an hour before. That You could go on Twitter whatever the Euro account is or whatever like that, they'll tweet out the formations or whatever. You could get, I mean, this is, this is the most popular sport in the world, okay? You're not, you're not going to miss the starting 11s. You get a uh, Who Scored, Sofa Score app. Uh, the Score, The Score is an app. They have, I mean, if you, you go to sofascore.com, they'll, they'll have the starting 11s, even on Sofa Score. I use their app. You go here, Sofa Score, you go to, football because they're a european company so here like turkey italy for european championship group a like this this is what their app looks like looks like also so you go to lineups and this is the projected so it says possible lineups so you can see here look at all the turkish players if you're playing showdown today the most owned player is going to be hakan shahanaglu if i pronounce that right he takes all their so he takes pretty much all their set pieces for Turkey, and then we go to Italy, and uh, Insignia is going to be Insignia, maybe some Locatelli. This is Italy, so they play four three three. So once once you see this counter, once this is at one hour, 
Like that's when the lineups get announced. So these, these screens, instead of saying possible lineups, it'll say confirmed lineups. So you can see here. So it's four, two, three, one for Turkey. So you can go to sofa score and see this. And there's, they have an app. The app kind of looks like this, a little bit easier. Then on who scored, I mean, you could even get stats from games. So like if you wanted to know, oh, how many, how many crosses did so-and-so make last game or something? Like that they have, they have a match center for that. So you could look after every game and see what the stats were. Is there an easier way of doing that? Yeah. You compile it yourself if you compile it in some way. You could always go to whoscored.com. They have like if I if I take a look here, I'll show you what they look like. See a game that already happened. That had that has that has a match center. Let's see. Do we get anything? Oh, just or just an old Premier League game. Okay, that's that's fine. Right, you could go here. Uh, you know, Chelsea Leicester, whatever. Uh, okay, yeah. So you get the screen here. Oh, this is a little. Let me make it smaller. So you get the screen here, and you could like sort by like corners, right here. So Telemans took five. Chilwell took four. James took two. Right. So you could you could look through anything you tackles right. And there's a timeline here, so like you could sort by anything, any stat, any action on the field, gives you a little match center. So like, who scored will have them for the Euros. So you could take a look at the the national team's past games and see. Oh, okay. They even have heat maps. Where's the heat maps? So here on the heat maps, like you could see. Like for instance, uh, Chelsea. I could take a look at like the fullbacks, like Chilwell. And who played fullback this game? Uh, James. James Aspilicueta. Oh, so Aspilicueta actually, he played fullback, right? You could see how, where they went, how they play. Here's Pulisic. You can see what, where the touches were, right? Cause he's have all these touches here. So if you want to kind of get a glimpse of how the team plays, they have these heat maps. They have a chalkboard for all the shots, blocks, any, I mean, anything on who scored. So if you want to, if you want to do, if you want to do deep dive type of research, if you want, you don't need to. I'm not telling, I don't, I don't necessarily need to look at this. I know how Chelsea and Leicester play. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily need this. But I want you to know, once you know the teams and how they play, like, but if you wanted to, there you go. Who scored.com. And that's DFS soccer. Cash games. You're playing set piece takers. Floor play your legend as high of a floor that you could get. Not necessarily worrying about goals and assists. Not necessarily. You'd like to have a little upside. And then in GPPs, you're looking to kind of correlate and mash people together. Yes. On a three-game slate, it's hard not to because there's only six teams to choose from. If it was an eight-game slate or something like that, then then you could say, okay, I'm going to pick here, here. You could do in soccer. You could In soccer, if, there, if this was an eight-game slate, you could go, I'm going to play as many set-piece takers as possible. 
that are at least attacking players, not like defensive midfielder set piece takers, correlate a goalkeeper and defender. And you could win a large field GPP. I mean, like you could win a large field GPP just with that line. I've done it before. I played, I've played lineups where it's 185 and I went, okay, that was my cash lineup and it, it won a 3,000 person GPP. That was slightly contrarian. You know, I had a, one of the eight defenders you could have played, I played the one that happened to be 6% owned instead of 12% owned. And that, and my, the guys took set pieces, they scored goals on them, right? Like it, you, you, you could win with those types of lineups. You still have to find some leverage somewhere. So the floor players for cash, the goal scorers were low owned, you know, fluky types for GPPs and and, and correlate them. So usually that means two teams. Usually you're playing two teams and you got to play one player from a third team. And you're hoping both teams, you know, win one, two, nothing, you know, two, nothing. Three, whatever, nothing. It could be four, nothing, as long as all four goals go through the players that you have. Could you be playing six players from a team? Like you do a six and then one and one? I don't. Some people do. I think it's nuts. You could do that, but you you only you pretty much only win when one team like goes out and puts up five or six goals. And no one else score. And like the other two games are like nothing. I don't know if we're going to get those. Maybe against North Macedonia. They're in the Euros. Maybe you get a game like that. Anything could happen. Right? Anything could happen. Okay. I hope you I hope you learned something. Seems like everyone left. Everyone left. Like DFS soccer. We want to talk about MLB. Well, I want to get you into some, some daily fantasy soccer. Turkey versus Italy today. And uh, we got three game slates tomorrow and Sunday, and Monday, and Tuesday, and Thursday, 9 a.m. Eastern. So it doesn't even interfere with your MLB play or NBA play or anything. Three-game slates for the next three weeks or so. And if you have any questions, feel free to uh, see me in the premium Roto-Grinders Discord. PSU fans, Sean and, uh, and Alex, Fear My Turtle, are in there as well. The Soccer Channel is open for business. They will have uh, uh, projections every day and tags who take set pieces for whatever. Okay, there you go. There, we got a tag for that. We got tags for that. And uh, and test your luck and watch the games. Soccer's a pretty good game, right? It's more exciting than people think it is, at least, at least to me. So click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Get a combo premium. You get soccer, PGA, MMA, because MMA, we got at UFC 263 or whatever tomorrow. I'll be playing that, right? So if you get a combo premium for Roto-Grinders, you get access to all of it. All of it, all of what you want, the Discord, the everything. Ask me whatever you want. DFS Soccer, especially DFS Soccer. Feel free to take my head-to-heads. They're in the lobby on DraftKings if you want. If you want, if you dare, right? I have to, I have to, I have to kind of like spur some action in my head-to-heads, right? I'm blocked by most people. <laughs> I'm blocked by most, I either block or am blocked by most people. So I need, I need some head heads. So if you want to take some $5 head heads or something like that, feel, feel free to grab some in the DK lobby. I practically showed you my cash line, but I think, I think what I, I literally, what I built may just be my cash line. I'm, it's like a 2v2. There's going to be a 2v2 tomorrow, I think. Which side of the 2v2 I play, I have no idea. 
but it's probably going to be. Uh, the good DFS soccer players should probably know the 2v2, uh, assuming all the lineups are out the way they should be. Uh, so uh, so there. So that's soccer. That's DFS. Uh, well, back, back to normal program, right? I just wanted to do a soccer show. Just spur some interest in the Euros, big prize pools, and we'll be back to MLB next week. That's what I, that's what I do. I talk about DFS strategy, even, even if it's not MLB, even if it's not NBA, doesn't matter what it is. It applies to all sports. And that's what I do here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>